105 to 98, the Philadelphia 76ers go to 7-7 with a victory over the 10-5 Utah Jazz. Quick camera show from Philly Sports Talk. And finally, we have a 76ers podcast out. Schedules got very busy for a couple weeks, and I, I, I didn't even have time to watch any of the games. And I've finally been able to watch the last couple. And then, boy, am I excited to start talking about the 76ers basketball for this season. I know it's 14 games in, but still, I'm just glad I've gotten to it. I'll start off with this. Joel Embiid is absolutely insane. 101 points in back-to-back days. And now the 76ers, they're coming off winning against the Hawks the day prior to their victory against the Jazz. And uh, some people didn't even think Embiid would play in this one because, you know, it's it's a back-to-back. It's not as common anymore in the NBA. So people thought that, you know, might as well just give Embiid a rest. But the 76ers do have four days off until their next game. So I'm sure that played a factor in it. The 76ers, they have won three of their last four, including the victory against the Suns last week as well. So a couple big wins here and there. 76ers might be uh, getting off to a little bit of a better start. Um, last year, they kind of got off to a slow start too, and they were like around the 500 mark, like 36 games in or so, but they picked it up. So, Embiid, he scored a career-high 59 points in this game, and he, he really was just a cheat code. Everything he did, uh, the Jazz had no answer. One of the most video game-like stat lines I've ever seen, and honestly, you have to compare it with some of the other ones for maybe one of the better stat lines, like individual stat lines of all time. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of good ones out there, but it's going to be up there. 59 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, along with 7 blocks and a steal. He shot 19-28 from the field, 20-24 from the free throw line. There were only two other free throw shots attempted from the 76ers in the entire game. So Embiid was getting all the work down low. The Jazz, they, they just didn't have an answer for the interior. They just didn't have anything uh, interior defense-wise to stop Embiid. And they just they, they looked clueless every time Embiid was driving down, uh, down to the lane. And what made this one impressive to me is that the 76ers shot 17.4% from three, going 4-23, so they got it done without the three ball. The Jazz, they kind of struggled a little bit too, but a little bit better, 11-37 from deep. But yeah, it's not too much better. Besides Embiid, the shot selection was was not the best. You know, you could blame that a little bit on the players, Doc Rivers too, and also just not having James Harden on the court for some separation. Uh, Maxi, he didn't have some of his best shots. He finished with 18 points, 3 rebounds, and 4 assists. Shot 8 of 24 from the field. Did have 4 steals. Matisse Seibel also had 5 steals. So, some defensive wizard wizardry uh, from the 76ers in this one. Tobias Harris, 8.6 rebounds, 2 assists. He shot 4 of 12 from the field. And P.J. Tucker putting up Tony Snell-like numbers. <laughs> 0 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist. He did have a steal. Didn't attempt a shot. He shot 0 for zero, 0 for 0, uh, and he played 30 minutes. But you really have to pull up the box score and look at it to see how bizarre it is. Like, it's just such a 76ers-like box score, and it shows really how good Embiid was in this one. Just 18 bench points for the 76ers, and everyone on the bench had a negative plus-minus. So (laughs) the starting lineup, again, just taking control of things. Let's go to a quick commercial break before we get into the Jazz. So for the Jazz this year, they've been playing great basketball Uh, so far. They're still tied for the one seed. I have to imagine they're going to start to slow down. I mean, you know, they traded their two best players in the offseason and Mitchell and Gobert. But they, they might be able to sneak into the playoffs considering it's a little easier nowadays in the NBA. They're just another one of those teams that relies heavily on their role players to knock down their shots, especially the three-pointer, the three-point ball. Laurie Markkinen has been off to a hot start this year. He was not so good in this game. 
Uh, he had 15 points and 10 rebounds and didn't shoot too bad, 6-13 from the field, but he had four turnovers. Colin Sexton, the main piece involved for the Jazz in the Donovan Mitchell trade, he, he had 15 points off, 7-15 shooting. Malik Beasley was the leading scorer for the Jazz with 18 points off the bench. Uh, but nothing too much to talk about here. The 76ers are currently the sixth seed in the East and have four days off until the next game, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. They play the Bucks at home 7.30 on Friday, uh, followed by a back-to-back against the Minnesota Timberwolves at home Saturday, or Saturday at 7.30. So that's going to do it for this one. 76ers pull out another victory, and hopefully it keeps on rolling, and we can try to sneak up into the top four seeds at least. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Go Sixers.